It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On today's episode of the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we're joined by the cornerback coach at Kent State University, Keelan Brookins. Coach, great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's great to be on the podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing my message with other coaches and always able to learn and grow. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. So it's your first year at Kent State University, and you're getting ready for camp, and we're going to go into uh, a few of those things as uh, we focus now on the preseason and getting our teams ready. But before we do that, I want to you know go back to the beginning for you, Coach. What was what was it that made you want to move your game from being a player and, and becoming a coach? Two things that stand out was I've always wanted to work with young men. My dad was a principal and I was a superintendent, but I've been working with kids my whole life. Right, So I always wanted to be a teacher. And I wanted to grow up to be a principal like my father. And I got to college. You know, My playing career was what it was. And I had some really good coaches. I had some not so good coaches. So my first three years of college football, I didn't like my position coach. I think he poured into me. And then I, my last two years of college football, I fell in love with it all over again. I fell in love with the game like I was a kid again. And I, uh, the common denominator with that was two position coaches that poured into me, that loved me, that cared for me more than just a football player. And those two coaches, man, it just changed my eyes on how I view coaches and the impact that so many coaches have on kids and young men. And that When I transferred my last year of college football, I ended up being with a coach who I currently work with now. And he just opened that door for me, connecting with different people and say, hey, you can go this way, you go this right way, but you can still find a joy in empowering and, and making and developing better young men. And I was like, okay, I'll try that out. And you know, I first went to Central Missouri to be a math teacher, so I was going to get my master's degree. I was like, well, I was going to pay for that. I was going to be the driver ambassador to get that course done. And day three of camp, I fell in love with it. The corners I was coaching at the time were making plays. I'm like, man, this is fun. Like, I get to play football, morale football. And yeah, better I get to see other people smile and enjoy when they make plays and celebrate with them and celebrate them. And, and that's how I got into it. So as you look at those earlier, obviously you've been impacted growing up in an education family. I know you really start to understand the value of working with uh, working with kids and how teaching's done, all the important things that certainly translate to coaching. But, you know, early on in uh, your coaching career, what were some of the big lessons you've learned that really have impacted and become part of who you are as a coach today? More so, coach them hard, but love them harder. 
that's one of the biggest things I, I hold my hat on and making sure my kids know I love and I care for them. You know, second thing is make sure I'm overly detailed with kids, you know, making sure that I give everybody the opportunity to be successful, no matter what I'm doing. If I got to spend extra time with the kid because he's not understanding something, that's not that kid's fault, but it's my job as a coach to make sure he's understanding and he's gaining knowledge to make sure he has a chance to go out there and be successful. And I think the last one is just kind of just pouring into every kid. You know, every kid is different. So you got to coach them differently. You got to talk to them differently. You got to interact with them different. But you got to take all those things that you've learned and pour into each kid differently so they can be successful. Because it's all about the kids. Without the kids, there's no reason for a coach. Right? You know, you look at your kids and like, okay, they could get better at this. It's my job to make them better. So I'm going to go out for a way to make them better. And it makes you get better. It makes you become a better coach because you're reaching out to new people, networking. You're trying to always learn. Those coaches are always keeping my, my mind. I'm always trying to learn. I'm not learning for myself, but I'm learning for those I'm impacting every single day. When you look at, especially starting now in your first year at Kent State, right, and, and as you said, every one of those kids is going to be coached differently. What's your process for figuring that out? You know, you had to, had the spring there, obviously, and it's, a, it's an advantage going into, you know, fall camp now that you know a lot of those guys, but you have the freshmen coming in as well. So for you, what's the process of really getting to know that kid and how to coach him? I mean, I think you always – I walk around with a smile on my face at all points of times of the day. So I always allow kids to have the feeling that they can come and talk to me. And, you know, you just put them to the side when you see them at workouts and seeing how they compete with their, their peers and you kind of see who they gravitate towards those summer workouts. Like, okay, they gravitate to the person that you know is, like, the leader of your room or they gravitate to the person, like, the funny guy in the room. Like, what are you trying to fit in? And then when you try and get a grasp of that, you just kind of sit them down. But okay, talk to me about who you are. I want to know who you are as a person. What's your what's your mom's name? What's your dad's name? Not to try to know that, but make sure you sit down on a one-on-one scale so that I like you re- reintroduce yourself after the recruiting process. And so now they're feeling like they can have an open door connection and talk to you. And so now they're going to start to let that guard down more and more and feel comfortable enough to tell you different things that you can pick up on those buzzwords where they say, okay, well, this kid likes to do this. I'm going to coaching him. I need to approach it this way. And when this kid does this, I need to figure out his way because this is the way he said that he likes, but it's not the way that it's helping him flourish. I need to go a different route to make sure he understands we're both have a common goal and how our goals meet up to figure out the end, end of the race. You mentioned coach him hard, but but love him harder. And uh, that that coach him hard part, I was talking to, to coach Ed Morrissey the other day, O-line coach at Marshall. And, you know, he said he's, he's a hard coach too. But, you know, what people don't see is is all of the part, as you mentioned, love him harder. Like that stuff, usually you don't see that out on the field. People don't see that work you do with them, but it certainly is important to us. So talk us, to, talk us through that process for you and what it means to coach him hard. But really, I think also what sets you up to be able to do that because it's all about that relationship. Like I said, it's all about the relationship. You sit down with your players when you first get them. You sit down and you talk to them. You let them know about who you are. Let them know about your background. Let them know about your personal life, about who you're married to, your kids. They feel like they have an open door to welcome into that. And once you feel, they feel that love that you can give them, that kids you care for them, then you have the ability to go coach them hard. When I say coach them hard, I'm not mean yelling at them. I'm not mean cussing them out because that's not who I am. I'm a man of God. I don't believe in cussing at kids or anyone of that, of that nature. So I mean, I'm going to hold it to the standard that you told me that you want to be held to because you said these are your goals. So I'm going for your goals and everything that you do in this life. I'm going to make sure that you're accountable, young man, in those goals that you're setting because if you're going to be a 
just as good on the football field as you are off the football field. So if you're touching touching the line or going through the line or running hard or doing this drill correctly, I'm going to make sure I'm right there for that to give you support. Because sometimes coaching the care hard is about being support and being quiet and then when he's doing something correct, you're the first one to give him a high five when doing something incorrect, you're, hey, bring him to the side. Hey, this is what you could do differently so you can be successful in this aspect of it. And then that's the way some kids deserve to be coached hard. Some kids don't like to be talked to as much, and that's something you figure out in the relationship building aspect of it. And you kind of just give them that thing, to give them the groundwork that, hey, my door is always open for you to come in and sit down and talk to me, and we'll continue to build our relationship from there. Coach, when you look at the mindset that you're going to bring to your guys, the, the mindset in your room, right? I think it starts with you, but you certainly want that carried out on the field. So talk to us a little bit about the mindset that you bring to the cornerback's room. The mindset I, I bring is, you know, we're always going to have fun, but we're going to work. You know, we're going to always, we want to be remembered. When people play us, when people see us, and we're doing like, okay, how, what if they do differently than everybody else? Like, we want to be remembered. We want to have a lasting impact. So when someone talks about whatever we are about, like that group of corners that is coached by Coach Brookings, they were different. They had fun. They made plays. They communicated. They talked. And they flew around the football field. You know, I'm an energetic guy, so I always want to be the one running and helping my guys and celebrating them when they do something great, do something good. The same guy that, hey, you do something wrong, I'm going to run to you. Hey, this is what's going on. This is how you change it. And when you make that play the next time, we're going to run out there, we're going to make plays, and the whole group's going to go celebrate with you. Because we're about energy, about love, and about giving to each other so we can continue to pour each other to be the best that we could possibly be. From a leadership perspective, how do you see yourself as a leader, the guy who's going to lead these guys, but also teach them to be leaders as well? I see myself as a leader by example. You know, we're, uh, in the profession we are, we're developing elite young men, and so you can't be a weak young man if you haven't went through yourself or went back and researched and made sure you were gaining knowledge and learning how to be that. And so I'm a very hands-on, lead-by-example type. And let's go through trials and tribulations. Let's go through, let's fail together and let's continue to grow from it. We're never going to count as a failure. It's just an opportunity to get better at that point in time. I'm, I'm always right there. I'm right there with them with everything they do. And if they mess up, I'm hurting from it. And I just like, kids need that guy that needs to be there for them that went through it before so they can understand I, I can make it through and I can be better than what coach is providing for me. Coach as you look at how you're going to approach it in your room you know we've talked a little bit about teaching here but uh, what's the way you're going to run your room and make sure that the those guys are getting the learning of all the concepts that you're putting in? Well I'm always going to start off with a quarter of day and so I got grasp their attention we have their attention and I'm a very like the hands-on type coach. I'm going to be on the board. I'm going to drive things up, and I'm going to make my guys get up in the room, and they're going to explain a defense I installed a day ago, that day, two days ago, to the group to make sure they have an understanding of it. And I'm really big on it. Keep everything simple and simplified so our defense, our corners only have to know five or six techniques and 60 calls. They're going to play five or six things, so we're going to master those techniques that we're going to use in any other call and figure out how to – get the best out of those guys with those six techniques and then figure out how they're going to show them like this is where you understand the concept of our playing in here because the technique that you're playing at any other time is it fits right into this defense and so now you're asking how can you make a true freshman play right away now if you learn your six techniques with communicating defense post snap pre step communication if you hear this call you know you're playing this and now you're developing your game 
what can you get by playing this technique that counteracts so you can make sure you go out there and make plays. Coach, as you uh, look at bringing that onto the field, right, let's focus on individual a little bit. And what's your approach to individual? What do you think are the, the most important things to focus on? Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about how you progress things as the season goes on. I mean, I think the first and foremost thing we think about individual is make sure everything that you're doing individual translates with what they're going to do in the game and what they're going to do at practice. Like, that's what individuals for. They continue to get better and perfect your craft. So I'm very big on fundamentals of individual. I started off by warming them up, very warming them up, and not going at a 100%, 100% warm-up, but going fast enough where we're understanding the movement. And I'm big on slow and smooth, smooth is fast. As soon as we get those movements down, Muscle memories don't kick in, your body clock don't come on. And then from there, as they continue to progress, okay, now you understand this movement technique. Now let's take it a step further. Let's add two receivers here and teach your body clock. So I teach my corners between one and, between one and two seconds. You get the two seconds. Thousand two, that receiver should be eight to 12 yards down the field and you should be breaking. If he's making his declare, he's running a go ball, you should still be breaking to his hip or to his near shoulder, depending on the coverage we are in. And so now every step we're doing, we're starting off at the line, and then we work the top of the route, and then we work the finish. We're progressing each and every one of those drills as we continue to go forward throughout the season. But we're starting with the base and the fundamentals, understanding each one of our techniques that we have to learn, make sure we're good at those, and understand how to apply those techniques when we get into the game situation. So, Coach, as you start getting into the season, right, everything becomes a little bit more focused on the different things that you're going to face that particular week. Does your individual uh, change its focus at all? Are there certain things you'll work uh, over others? And what's the approach then on on game week? Um, I think on Tuesday, it's always going to be the same. It's going to be our body moves. We'll get to our back to our fundamentals, what we're doing. And then more so Wednesday, is, okay, what coverage are we mostly going to major in this week? We're going to work that coverage, work that with our safety, work that with our linebackers. Whatever that is, or we might just be like, okay, we're playing man-to-man. These are different releases. We're going to get release points, different counteracts that we can work on that. And then towards the end of the week, okay, we're putting it all together. And now in the, and now in we're working the finish of it all because we want to take the stress out, stress off your legs of running as much, but make, make it more mental. Yeah, that's a good point too in that, you know, you're going to take some of the stress off of their legs. And how do you look at that in terms of rotation with your guys? I mean, you certainly don't want them out there you know, covering deep routes the whole day, if that's what the offense is, is doing in practice, um, you you got to manage those loads a little bit, right? you got to get them to game day. So what's your approach into making sure you're keeping your guys fresh and, and getting to, them to peak on game day rather than spending it all during the week? I believe in stretching out to every practice. So that's one thing we do is to keep them fresh and stretch out to every practice. I think you, you save your guys early in camp, you know, when you go through camp, there's guys that need more reps than others, and we make sure that when you're in the watching, you're mentally taking notes. You know, there's not be a jog through type period, and you're not in, but are you 20 yards back, walking through the same steps, keep keeping the same progression reads, and going through that, taking those type of notes and mentally to make sure you're prepared for it. So you don't need to do everything physically to make sure your body's in there, because that's what camp is for, is to get those muscle memories down, but you don't need to run everything full speed. At this point, let's take the load off you. Let's spend more time mentally preparing you. Let's spend more time in the classroom because I might give you on a Wednesday. I might cut your reps in half. I see your legs are until you have a GPS. I see you ran this many yards. Let me let me cut this back a little bit. 
and make sure you come in the classroom now we're watching you're watching a film i want you to watch it from a coach's perspective how we see it because you were out there as a player at that point in time but you're seeing how to see as a coach and next time as a player okay well i know they're going to do this in this formation i can cut this down so i don't have to work as hard but i know i'm still getting my job accomplishing and that at that point in time going into game week now and game day um you know in practice you're able to standing back like all defensive co- backs coaches do and and you can see both sides um, with your guys there now are you going to be a guy who's up in the box or are you on the field typically on game day i will be on the field this year i'm, I'm also one of the signalers so i'll be on the field and not um dude, that's this build a relationship with your the secondary coach or safety's coach about hey you're my iron sky I trust you or the dc or whoever is that guy in the box if it's your ga you build close relationship i trust you we're in this together you know, it's not me versus you. We are in this together. We are a team. We're a family. There's some moments. In goal for every coach should be what's best for these kids. And what's best for these kids is to put them in the best position to win games and then win championships. So if we're in this together, I know I trust you can see what I can't see. And moving my ego aside, like, okay, this is not working. This kid's not doing this. To make that necessary adjustment because at the end of the day, we want to make sure kids go out there and they feel confident that they can play fast and they can play physical. And they're not thinking too much. So, to the game of football it's, has a lot of moving parts. Like, I don't want those guys sticking around the floor. So I want to go out there and play and trust in what we have taught them and go out there and being confident in everything that they're doing. In that regard, you know, when they are maybe struggling a little bit uh, over the course of the game, or maybe they, you know, they get them a couple times early, what's the approach in, in making the adjustment? And for you, just a philosophy on how long really you're, you're, you're waiting to see if he can make those adjustments to defend that guy versus maybe trying somebody else. Well, I think you, you, you kind of figure out during camp by like what can your players handle. And if it's a guy that you know is obviously better than your corner or better than your safety at that point in time, you know, making a suggestion to be said, hey, he can't cover him in this aspect of time. I'm not going to continue to put this kid in a position where he's failing or losing. So let's change that technique up without always making that kid. Because as soon as you pull that kid, he's going to lose confidence in himself. But it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do differently to help you out. This is how we see it. This is what the technique that you could use to take this away. And understand that what your liabilities are if you do this technique. And then I'm also big on keeping my guys fresh, so I'm going to rotate them in the game. Where I'm not going to have my number one and two corner take 90 snaps when I have three other good ones on the bench I'm going to make sure I rotate them in so my good ones are take my best ones are taking 60 60 reps and my next one are taking 20 or 30 so I'm preparing them from down the road so if we're getting to the situation in week nine where my best guy goes out the next one come in has had in-game reps and meaningful snaps where they're able to contribute and make sure that they're making a contribution while they're out there they're producing not just out there getting perfect alignment grade, a perfect assignment grade, but actually producing what else if you have a confidence about them get that done. Let's talk a little bit about that evaluation, right? And what you're going to look at in terms of how that player graded out in the game. And obviously, I know a big thing, especially for the, the defensive guys as you get into the back end too, is production, right? How much production do those guys have? So for you, what goes into giving them that feedback? And I know, you know, as part of this process, whether you prefer – to, to make all those comments, you know, in the film room versus putting down a specific grade. I, I think guys vary on that for them. For you, I'm sure it's most important just that they're getting it, they're understanding it. But what kinds of things do you put together for their evaluation and, and do you give them on, you know, the day after the game or when you 
watch the film. Also, I know everybody does alignment assignments, technique grade, and I think that's across the board universal. But I'm big on production grade. So like, you had ten opportunities at the ball to make a, either make a tackle, get off a block and make a tackle, make a pin, interception. PBU, like, what did you do in that that predicament? Did you miss a tackle there? Were you productive? And so you might have ten opportunities in one corner, grades out of eight out of ten, but his technique grade is a seventy percent. Okay, I know that's more mental at this corner, so I need to make sure I, I pour more time at him mentally because he's also producing when he's at the point of the ball. Now, another corner who's grading out 98% a technique assignment alignment grade, but when he's a chance to make a play on the ball or make a play, he's going to 1 out of 10. Like, I'm going to go to the corner who's 8 out of 10 chance to make the play and I'm going to build a confidence, more confidence, and figure out why this kid is lacking in that department of producing. Because my job as a coach is to make sure I'm bringing him along as well. When I look at my grades at the end of fall camp, I make sure every day I go in, I grade their alignment, their assignment, their technique. We have a we are a cover two team, so I make sure I'm grading things that are beneficial to what we're doing and what we're going to do every day. So I grade their one on one reps to see how many percentage of one on ones we're winning or losing. I grade their cliff, right? we call that our hard show cover two technique. How many clips are you actually producing and productive on? In, a, in that a practice time frame, I grade their tackle percentage, I grade their missed tackle percentage, so we all can see, okay, this is what I need to get better at, this is what I'm lacking at, and this is what I'm thriving at. So we all have an end goal to reach for. And then I've learned that when I do those things, and I see those kids, and they go forward to see and do, every day when they go up there and see like, where they are, you see the guys who are competitive, who want to get better, and like, every day they look at the chart like, okay, I'm not number one, I'm not number two, right? I have to change what I need to get better at. And you see the guys who kind of like, well, it is what it is. Coaches are going to do this. Like, no, you're having an opportunity to get better yourself. And you see where you can get better at. So you can take those times after practice to go out there and work on those things. And so not everybody has a fair playing field to be critiqued and graded correctly and moving forward. Looking at the overall culture, and we've had Coach Lewis on the podcast before and, and talking about the culture that he's put together at Kent State, obviously you're the guy who has to institute and carry that out within your room. So how are you taking what what Coach does and really fitting it to your guys, to those corners, and really making everything aligned, not with just within your position group, but within the defense and the whole team? I think whatever Coach does and Coach wants, that's what we do when back and you support that because that's what our head coaches work for So. Whenever he's giving a presentation to our team, I make sure I take all the notes on it. And if I have a question, I go ask him about it. Like, okay, what did you mean by this? So I can make sure I go out and live that. Because the worst thing for a coach to do is try to coach something that he doesn't believe in. So I make sure everything coach is talking about, he hired me, he gave me the opportunity to be an FBS coach. I'm going to believe in that so I can be the best coach I can possibly be because it's obviously something that he believes can help our team. So I'm going to reiterate everything that he's saying. I'm going to follow follow suit. I'm going to be that guy that another voice of the head coaches when he's speaking, whatever he spoke on, I'm going to support that where our group and our group knows that. Our defense knows that. That's what we're after because that's a common goal to continue to develop a young man on a football field and be successful and win games. If uh, you had a young coach approach you and ask you, you know, what are, what are some things I can do? It's my first year coaching defensive backs. What things should I focus on? What's your advice to him? Learn as much as you possibly can. Go out there and network and connect and don't get stuck in your own ways. 
and to coach each kid differently. I have their base foundation and philosophy rules to understand each each kid cannot do a technique, but doesn't mean that that kid's not a good football player. But be be like water and be able to flow with any one of your kids to make sure they're in position to go out there and be the most successful they can possibly be on that football team. Coach, final question for you. When you look at all the things you do as the coach, what's one thing you'd really point to that you do that gives your guys the winning edge? Be in detail. My guys go on the field and they know why we're calling the thing, why our technique is going to work, and why I should believe in what we're doing. That's why I call it going back to being in detail to make sure they understand like they're an they're a extended version of, the, of me. And so I want them to make sure that everything I know on this football team and football field and as deep as the call, they're going to know so they can have faith and confidence to go out there and make that play and get that job done because what we're calling it for. And also my energy. I'm very high energetic, and I want my my guys to know that, that we good energy people feed off of, positive energy people feed off that. So let's just go out there and get that done and be the most positive that we could possibly be. Guys, you can follow Coach on Twitter. It's at Coach underscore Brookins. That's B-R-O-O-K-I-N-S. Follow him on Twitter. Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time here. I know you guys are getting ready for camp. Uh, but best of luck to you and the Flashes in 2022. Well, thank you so much for your time, Coach. And say go Flashes.